May the peace of our Lord be with you. In the Ratcliffe household, there are four children. Some of you may be surprised to hear this if you've only met Marlowe and Mary Alden. And some of you may argue that there are five if you've ever met Brock. Don't worry, I asked him if I could say that. And he enthusiastically agreed. We have four. We have our two human girls, of course, and two four-legged, 60-pound lap dogs, Duke and Sophie. When Marlowe began eating finger foods, it took her about three weeks to grasp the concept of picking up the food and putting it into her mouth. But it only took her about three days to figure out how to feed Duke and Sophie. To prevent Marlowe from becoming malnourished, we decided to let the dogs out while she was eating. But because we love them, and because nobody wants to use a broom when they have a four-legged vacuum cleaner, we still let them in to eat the food that lands on the floor. They stand at the door and wait rather impatiently to be let in. And then they sprint to the table to clean up any crumbs from dinner. I will always be reminded of that image when I read today's gospel passage. A Gentile woman of Syrophoenician origin comes to Jesus begging him to cast out her daughter's demons. Jesus responds, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Ouch. That seems a bit harsh coming from Jesus, friend of sinners, teacher of unconditional love, light of the world. Did the Syrophoenician woman just encounter the unwelcoming son of God? Some say yes. In the Gospel of Matthew's parallel pericope, Jesus acknowledges that he was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Lowe Bradley Ashton argues that in order to see Jesus as fully human, we need to see this confrontation by the Syrophoenician woman and recognize that her response opens Jesus up to the possibility that his mission is not just to the Jews. Jesus responds to her words by changing his mind and granting her request, opening up his word and work to the Gentiles. Pauling soon sees this confrontation as another opportunity for Jesus to call out those who use their power for the wrong purpose. Though the woman has no name, soon says she does have power as a Greek involved in colonization and oppression. And Jesus' response calls out her power in order to uplift the powerless. Did the Syrophoenician woman just encounter the unwelcoming son of God? Some say no. A number of theologians accept that these words are not authentic to Jesus at all, but are used as a literary device implemented by the gospel writers to make a point. While others assert that Jesus is setting up this woman so that he can credit her speech or her faith. Though she has no name, the Syrophoenician woman certainly has a daring tongue. Sir, she says, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And yet, with those words, she demonstrates her faith in Jesus, her faith that even the crumbs of his power 
could be enough to heal her daughter. <clears throat> the last time I stood here, I preached on an angry Jesus who turned over tables in the temple. Turned out he was angry about the oppression of those on the margins. Thanks to our good friend Lex, today I preach a harsh Jesus who puts a woman in her place. Turns out he was harsh so that we might see that the gospel is for all people. If his response is a literary device, the author is demonstrating Jesus' willingness to help the Gentiles. If a setup, then Jesus is opening the door to expand miracles to those of a different culture. If a confrontation of the powerful, then Jesus acknowledges that even the powerful deserve to experience the miracles of Christ. If a mistake, then Jesus' change of heart calls all who read this text to examine their own heart and reveal their own prejudices. Whether inserted into Jesus' mouth by the Markan author or spoken by Jesus to incite, exclude, or correct, these words are an opportunity for a widening of the gospel message, an extension of the kingdom of God. If Jesus heals this woman's daughter, it won't diminish his ability to heal those on the inside. There is enough power to heal the Jews and the Gentiles. The kingdom of God is not a kingdom of scarcity. It is a kingdom of abundance. Whether Jesus' eyes are opened by the Syrophoenician woman or whether he simply helps the hearer see a broader kingdom, he doesn't stop with this healing of the Gentile woman's daughter. Just a few verse, verses after the Syrophoenician's woman's, Syrophoenician woman's daughter is healed, Jesus, teaching in the same region, has compassion on a crowd of 4,000 Gentiles and feeds them with a few loaves and fish. None of them could have received more than crumbs, and yet it was enough. Enough that they were full. Enough that there were leftovers. There was enough at that feast, and there is enough at this one. We take this bread, usually a small pinch, and it is enough. We take the cup, a small sip, and it is enough. It reminds us that there is enough love to share with all those who surround us. There is enough peace to share across the lines that divide us. There is enough hope to share across the ocean. The table of the Lord is a table of abundance. So as we gather at this table this morning, may we find a way to live out of that abundance. May we find the compassion to reach across the aisle or to reach across the world. May we find the forgiveness to change our inaction and move forward with what is right. May we find the strength to stand up for the powerless and to sit down with the friendless. May we, like Jesus, have a change of heart and help others hear that the kingdom of God is as broad as the universe is expansive. May we recognize that there is enough.